Welcome to the Reaching New Heights podcast. I'm Megan Gallagher, author, speaker, and mental health advocate. Each week, I'll be sitting down with a new guest. We'll dive into their life story and we'll get to see how they reached new heights. Hi everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into the Reaching New Heights podcast with me, Megan Gallagher. Today, we have such an amazing guest on the show. She is a fitness lifestyle influencer, co-host of the Rookies podcast, creator of the Katie Austin app, on-camera host, and during her, during her time at USC, she played lacrosse. Please help me give a warm welcome to Katie Austin. Love, hi, hi. Thanks for having me on, and that was thanks for that intro. <laughs> of course, thank you so much for taking the time to be on here. Of course, of course. I know. I wish we were in person too. This this quarantine, but at least we can you know Skype in and stuff like that. So it's good. I know <laughs> this quarantine has got me feeling a lot of type of ways. <laughs> agreed, agreed. It's crazy. Okay, so. I am so excited just to hear your story and I've been such a fan of yours for so long. I love your social media. I think what you do is amazing. So first I would love to know kind of how you got to where you are today and growing up, who were your main, who or what were your main inspirations for health and fitness and hosting and did you know that you always wanted to be in the hosting fitness world? Yeah. Okay. So long, very long story in a short way. Um, I grew up in Washington, DC and I grew wow. up, I'd say my main inspiration is obviously my mom, mm-hmm. our TV show for 26 years. And so, wow. yeah, I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name is Denise Austin and she had her own TV show. Um, and she sold DVDs and she had fitness videos and VHSs. And so I grew up with her really being my main inspiration as I travel with her ever since I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, my first workout video was when I was seven years old. No um, way. Yeah. So I've been really doing this for a very, very long time. Um, I've been like, trained in like commercials and stuff since I was like three years old, um, which is very crazy to think about. But I never saw it as a career or anything that I took seriously because like you said in the intro, I played lacrosse in college. Mm-hmm. So I was into sports my entire life, and I never really thought about a career. You don't really think about a career, I don't, I don't think, when you're so into sports. Yeah. I just didn't think about it. So after I graduated high school, I went to USC, and I played lacrosse. Um, but at the same time, I got to college, and my freshman year, I knew what I wanted to do. So it was mm-hmm. really hard to continue playing lacrosse um, when I knew what my passion was. Um, and so my sophomore year, actually, I got a job at um, the TV station doing a uh, sports host being, it was every single day. Um, I was, a, I had to be there for three hours a day and the lacrosse was four hours a day. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I mean, what are my priorities here? You know, like I know that I love lacrosse and I've been playing it my entire life, but at the same time, like I'm going to. I'm from Virginia, DC, but I'm going to school in LA, my dream school, the best school for like TV broadcast journalism. Yes. It was almost like, what am I doing? So I actually moved on from lacrosse in my second year um, just to focus on TV and stuff. And I did that all throughout college and I stuck with it. And then after I graduated, I got a job on Fox Sports West. I co-hosted oh my a God. show. Yeah, I co-hosted a prep zone show for two and a half years on Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket. And then after that, 
Um, you know, I got, I, I shortly, uh, after I moved on from Fox Sports West, I got a job with like Verizon, um, at the Super Bowl, And then I've done like NBA awards. I did, um, what CMAs interviewing. Um, and then I started my own podcast. And so really my dream from the beginning was to be a TV host and being sports. I think, you know, that was my dream ever since I was like 10 years old, but I think, in the time of fitness and influencing and Instagram, yes. like this crazy world came about when I was in college and I kind of started an Instagram for fitness in college and, you know, um, kind of how I struggled with moving on from lacrosse, basically having a yeah. coach in your life and then do like, what, what the heck do I do now? So, yes. um, after I moved on, I started like a fitness Instagram kind of to relate to other people who had that issue. And it kind of, started from there. And then I realized, holy, sh holy moly, I've been doing fitness my entire life. I think I should make this a career. So that yeah. very, I don't know if that was the longest spiel you ever heard, but I could go on about that forever. And I just kind of want to say the whole, the whole kind of sum up is that it took so many stepping stones to get to there and, and to realize what I want to do. Yes. That's so incredible. And seriously, you've accomplished so much at such a young age. Okay. Like, See, say that. Here's the thing. This is why, like, I, 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 it's like, yes, I have, but I'm so hard on myself as I'm sure you are too. And oh yeah. Listening to this, it's like, you can look at someone else's life and compare yourself constantly to like the other person doing so well, but I'm so hard on myself and I'm such a perfectionist that I always want to do more. Yes. And I think that's the one thing about this quarantine. It's like, it's so hard for like a go-getter like you and whoever's listening, like you want to be productive every single day. And it's so hard to compare yourself and looking at other girls and how productive they're being. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to do more. And you always want to do more. And that's, it's hard. It's, I could not relate more to a statement. I feel the exact same way. I, just, I'm such, I'm so hard on myself all the time. I'm, you know, it's so hard for me to, even on social media, you know, to scroll. And then I can feel this little voice that's like, but starting to compare it. I'm like, Megan, pull, pull it back in. Especially in quarantine, it's like, all I'm doing is looking at other girls, like, and, and especially like comparing, you know, comparing how many followers they've gotten. I know like one, one fitness girl grew like 400 K within this quarantine. I'm like, okay, but why, how do I do that? Like, oh my God. And then I'm like, okay, wait, take a step back. I'm so yeah. to be healthy right now. Like, what am I even talking about? Even if I, like the past three weeks, I haven't been my most productive self and I've been totally fine with that. Yes. I struggle with that too. I have just such a guilt of like not doing enough and then beating myself up if I just want to chill and watch TV yes. and eat some yes. tortilla chips. And then I'm like, <laughs> it's a constant struggle. It's, it really is. And, and it's really bringing out almost the worst in me. And I kind of just like have to remind myself, like this is an unknown time for everyone. Yes. Um, but even in real life day to day, I feel sometimes that I'm never doing enough. And then I'll take a step back and my parents and my sister and my best friends will be like, Katie, you are working 16 hours a day. Like you need to relax. And I don't yeah. know how to relax. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, and I love it. Like you just shared that because I mean, you are like such a role model for so many people and so many just, you know, female business owners, men too, but just everyone. And so for like you to, it's just so like refreshing. <laughs> it's true. In social media, it's so hard not to compare. Yeah. But I think my main, like whenever I, especially for myself, I have to like retell myself this, but 
when someone struggles with it too, it's like, you have to remember like your passion and your fire for what you do. And you have to remember like why you started. And so I think that's the main thing to remember because when you start to compare yourself to others, like you are your own person, you're on your own journey and you are exactly where you need to be. Yes. I tell myself, I have to tell myself every day, like you're exactly where you need to be. Slow down. You're fine. Because you know, (laughs) you have to have focus and have passion. and, And when you have those two, then you'll be totally fine. Oh my gosh. I, I am literally the queen of overthinking. I'm like, no, I have to do (laughs) I relate so much. So my second question is growing up, have you, or did you ever struggle with anxiety, panic attacks, or body image issues, low self-esteem comparing? Um, and also because you are so open on social media and I feel like you share so much of your life, which I love because it's fun. You get to see what your favorite people are up to in all these vlogs. You know, like how do you deal with negative comments if people are like, oh, this and that? And how do you not let it affect your mental health? Oh, man. Okay. Um, So, yes, to answer the first part of that question, I definitely grew up with so many insecurities. If you asked any of my friends, I was a very insecure teenager, definitely. Mm Um, I think that's something that it doesn't happen overnight. You don't get confidence overnight. It takes, again, a lot of time. And that's just something with growing older as well, getting more comfortable in your own skin. Um, You'll have to say in terms of anxiety, I did not experience anxiety until college. And um, that's another huge, I don't think I talk about this enough and, or if I ever have said it in my entire life, but um, my anxiety was insane when I played sports in college. I mean, like when I, especially my first year, like I was just the most anxious person in the entire world. And I didn't know who, I think I like lost my my sense of self even, of how yeah. I was every day and every night. Um, I don't even know why, like to go to practice, like not do well enough on the field. Oh my God, I wasn't starting. And then, oh my God, I was starting. And how do I keep my position? And like, Every day was internal thoughts of like just so many, so many anxious thoughts. And um, that was a huge reason why I actually quit lacrosse in college was because it was like really not okay for my mental health. Yeah. My teammates, if you play lacrosse in me, you know, I was a crazy psycho girl. Like I was so (laughs) anxious. I would get cold sores. Um, This is a... I never told this story ever, um, but I would get cold sores so bad that I, they would put band-aids all around my mouth because that's how stressed I was at all times. I'm not even kidding. And I would have oh to go my gosh. with my crush who was on the football team and, um, and I would have to say I'm sick and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go because I would say I'm sick because I'm so stressed out. Anyways, um, I think I definitely <laughs> learned how to balance my life since then, thank God, and, and realizing that not everything needs to be done in a day or even a year. Yes. Uh, and secondly, how I deal with negative comments is first off, I really don't. I don't deal with them very well. Um, I respond to everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I fire back. I'm sassy, dude. I never used to be sassy. I'm sassy now. I don't care. I'm like, oh my God. I'm, I, I kind of like got inspiration from Chrissy Teigen and she just, her tweets are just so funny. And so I have, I have like a sense of sarcasm with a little sassiness back to them. Okay. I love that. And I love Chrissy Teigen. She does not care. Like she does not give a. <laughs> I love it. She does not mess around. And she applies to like all of them too. 
I know. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I personally, I mean, I always try, I just ignore them because or else I get anxious about it and I'll think, I'll literally sit and dwell for like five days. If someone's like, like I've had people ranging from the creepy men from, you know, some foreign country who are like, show me your toes. I'll pay you $5 like for a toe fetish. And then I have people who are like, you're, you're so pale. I hate pale people. Like what, why do people take their time out of their day to actually write these things? I've had paragraphs before, especially people who are obsessed with my mom hate me, dude. Why? They hate me. I'm not that's kidding. so, that's really creepy actually. <laughs> so creepy. These 60 year old women will comment on my photos and my YouTube saying you will never be like your mom and it's so embarrassing, stop trying. I'm just like, Honestly, I, that I find that doesn't affect me whatsoever because I know my mom and I are different people and I'm not even trying to do exactly what she did. Plus Instagram and YouTube didn't exist when she did her whole fitness empire. And so it's crazy though. I don't even understand how they have the time. That's just, I mean, one, it's so sad. You're right. To take the time out of your day. So it's like, are you a fan? I, what are you? <laughs> Love you, hate me. It's still an obsession. <laughs> I know. It's like you literally, you know, parked your car, pulled over, stopped doing your work and just made this comment. So clearly you watch my stuff. Thank you. <laughs> That's just, oh, they're probably, oh, they're just haters. All right. They're so weird. They're just sad people. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, <laughs> I would also love to know, Katie, have you ever had a moment, because your career is, one, so inspiring, just, it's been so fun for me just to watch as a fan and as someone who is also in the hosting and speaking and wellness world, have you ever had a moment in your career where you just had an epiphany or, like, an aha moment where you thought, like, I've made it, or just one of those moments where you're like, wait, as a kid, this is what I dreamed about, and now I'm here, kind of like the surreal. <laughs> it make me cry, I'm serious, because oh. as you said earlier, it's like, you never think you've done enough, but when you look back and you say, when you say to yourself, if I, if I told my 17-year-old self that, it would just be absolutely mind-blowing. Like, yeah. the fact that, I mean, hosting the NBA Awards for me was just insane, and then, like, interviewing everyone like I got to interview you know Giannis I've got to interview Trey I got to interview Shaq and like just just all these crazy names that like are you kidding me and then yeah CMA awards this year I got to interview like all my favorite country singers and so in the hosting world I've had a few of those moments and I think um but every other time it happens it kind of like okay what's the next thing like what am I gonna do bigger? and I really do need to take a step back and realize that um you know, all these opportunities are really where I'd be so happy at. Um, and I think that's just never really, it's never really, I don't know, what's that, what's that term? It's never being satisfied with like, you know, but it's a good kind of, it's a good kind of ambition. You want yes. fire under, under your seat at all times. Um, but I think my last one was probably getting my podcast under Bob Menery. Um, He's someone that I've looked up to in the sports hosting world for about two years now. And I met him at a Rams game this year and I was just a fan. I was like, man, I was like, I went up to him and I was like, I was hosting um, Rams fan fest actually. And he was one of the celebrity guests. And I was just, I met him again at the Super Bowl, and I went up to him again. And I was like, remember me? I was the Rams game. What's up? And he like, obviously had no idea. And I kept kind of pushing on him like a podcast. I think I was like, I kept pushing like my ideas, my ideas, like, not in a way that was like annoying, but. But good for you. Like, 
Yeah. And so um, I'm actually his first, me and my best friend. So she's now my co-host. And so um, basically we're his first podcast under his, which was number one in the world for sports. So like to go from just being a fan to now work under him, who was the number one sports podcast in the world. Like it's just really mind blowing how much I think I need to put that in perspective. Um, But on that same note of kind of advice off of that is don't give up and annoy someone that you want to work with. (laughs) I love that. And it's so true though. You just, I mean, there's a way to do it. You're not like, like crazy. Nice way. I know. Nice way. But I love the persistence. I love that. That's so admirable. I think persistence is definitely key. Um, My mom has a really good story about this too. So my mom was on the Today Show for about 10 years oh my and before I was born. So yeah. before my time. But I always remember asking her, like, but how'd you do it? Well, whatever. I, she's like, I don't even have an agent. I'm like, well, I don't have an agent. How'd you do it? She's like, I called the producer 38 times before he even said he would have an interview with me. And so I'll always yeah. I think that's kind of how I got it because ever since I was little, I knew that. Um, and so when, you know, when you get a no, keep trying just a little bit harder until it's a definite no. Yes. I love that. <laughs> that's so, I, that's so admirable of your mom too. 38 yeah. phone calls. Oh my yeah. Gosh. I'd be like, stop calling your psycho. <laughs> I know that's because I mean, I get that though. It's just your dreams are like your dreams. And just because one person says no, or doesn't reply back to you, it's like, there's letter, like, you just keep on going. There's one, another door. There's another, like. I've gotten so many no's. It's, it's unbelievable how many no's I've gotten. It's truly mind-blowing how many no's yeah. I've gotten in my life. But, um, but it's good. I think getting no's are very, very, um, you learn so much from every single no. Yes. And especially, like, when I pitch things out to either brands or, like, networks or media I learn how to redirect it every time. So when you are, you know, keep asking, learn what you're asking wrong and learn how to spin it in a way that might, they might bite on it. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. And I like, for me, my Ted talk, I mean, it was so amazing when it happened, but it took me two years to get it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I literally sent in six applications every single day, even on Sunday, even like people don't, I mean, and then I finally got it. I was like, is this real life? <laughs> yeah. And no, that's something that you can carry with you your, your entire life. Like you are now a TED Talk speaker. Like you can yes. say forever. Yeah. And it's just, it took so long, but it's just, it's so true though. There was just something in me that just was like, Megan, like you can't give up. Like, yes, you can have a moment where you call your parents, you cry, you get upset, whatever. But keep, just keep on going. Like, I just have this kind of gut feeling like it will happen. And plus it makes it so much more worth it when it happens. So if they yes. just said yes to you the first time, you'd be like, okay, well, anyone can do this. And then because you tried for so many times and so many years, it just made it so much more like, I don't know, gratifying. Yes. It's so true. It was like, it was like an out of body experience. <laughs> um, so I would also love to ask you, Katie, if you could have one day where you sit with your younger self, your teen self, what would you tell her? I, I don't know why I'm emotional. Like, again, I could cry at this question. Um, oh. I would tell her like you, oh my God, I'm so cheesy. But like, I would say like, I would definitely um, 
like you're going to be confident one day. So don't worry about it. And like, don't worry about the right, don't worry about your future because and focus on the present because you will get there. If that makes sense. You know? Yes. And like, I was just so insecure as a teenager. I mean, like I can't even tell you some of these stories. I wouldn't let, this is a true story, guys. I wouldn't let, when we were going to hang out at say junior year of high school, I wouldn't let my best friends wear makeup because I wanted to wear makeup and they were, I thought they were so much prettier than me. And so I would ask them not to wear any mascara or anything because I wanted to be at least somewhat attractive on their level. Like so sad. So sad. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense at yeah. all. Your best friends can do whatever they want, but I was just so insecure because my best friends were like obviously very pretty and I was just not that cute. And so I was really insecure. Um, but at the same time, it had nothing to do with appearance. It had everything to do with the inside. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you are gorgeous. You're so pretty. You're stunning. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that, but I was not that cute of a girl. I was, I looked, my issue was I looked like I was like six years old until I was 18. I was like 85 pounds in high school. I'm not kidding. I was like 5'1", 85, 90 pounds. I looked like a, my pinky finger. I was just so tiny. Everyone would call me Little Katie. Like that was my nickname, Little Katie. And then they would call me that. Yeah. It was terrible. That's hard though. Cause I mean, it just messes. Like I had so many people when I was in middle school who would say like, Megan, your forehead's so big. You can land a plane on it. And at first, like, cause I was the awkward middle school. <laughs> I had neck ear and like Heelys. Like I would fly through the hallways. Like I was a total weirdo. And I just would be like, Oh yeah, you're so right. And then I'm like, go home. Be like, <laughs> Middle school people are so mean. Kids in middle school are the worst. It's brutal. It's like a war zone. People, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I would definitely go back to my middle school self and be like, this is temporary. You will get through it and you're going to be fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, middle school is no bueno. I don't, I don't know anyone who has had like, everyone has experience. Yeah, me either. No, everyone's awkward as a teen. Everyone like look just has that cringy like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah and I feel like every time someone disses you or says something hateful to you it has everything to do with them yes in middle school it definitely does because like they were just the insecure people hating on you so yes that's I, so powerful yeah 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 oh my gosh I would also love to know so I'd love to ask every guest just to imagine for five seconds that this is a radio show and we have teenagers calling in and asking for advice about how do I deal with anxiety and this boy and just different topics but if there was a teenager calling in saying Katie I want to get into the hosting fitness you know making YouTube videos I want to get into this world but I have anxiety or I just, I'm insecure about my body or anything. What would your best advice be? Okay. So my best advice and actually the number one question of how to get into this world. Um, I think people want to make money immediately. Yes. I want to let everyone know that I didn't make money in hosting or online for four years. I was doing hosting in college for all for free about a year and a half out of college, I didn't start making money in in social media whatsoever. So you have to go into it with a mindset where you're going to work hard and get nothing in return for a while. And that's so hard on your self-esteem. So you have to just be prepared um, and be confident in the fact that you can make money one day, but it, it's not going to be right away. 
But if you have a passion for it, um, then you, you know, you, you will keep going just because you love it. Um, and by the way, that passion will totally shine through. Like if you have that drive, other people will realize that. And if it starts to die down again, other people will realize that. Um, so I think that's something, um, you know, very important to note and pay your dues. I hate to say it, but <laughs> I did free shit for four years in hosting and I still do free stuff. And so it's like, you know, you have to just know, like NBA awards. I didn't get paid for the NBA awards. Like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I would, I would have paid to do it for sure. But no, I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid for the CNAs. I didn't get paid for any of that. And so, pay your dues for sure. And one day you can make, um, you know, a living off of it. And really be consistent. And yes, you are consistent with your content. Okay, I have, a, I, have I have a lot of tips. I feel like I'm all, all over the place. <laughs> no, they're so good though. I love it. Keep them coming. Realize your, brand, realize your brand, find that niche, what you exactly want to do, be consistent with it. So that is YouTube, like upload weekly, upload two times a week, post every single day on whatever platform you're on. Um, and then my third one is do as, as much reach out, like outreach as you can to brands yes. and media. Just send out, make a deck and send it out to everyone. It's so powerful. And I agree too with the not being paid because I started motivational speaking when I was 19 and I turned 24 in November and I'm just now getting paid full. Like it it's forever. And I hate saying that to people too. Cause they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you will know what I mean when you, it's just, it's a, it's an interesting way to make money. And it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. And that's why that's the main reason why I did two jobs. Um, when I was, I was a sports host on Fox sports West, but I was also doing my fitness app and all my fitness brand. I, had to have both because if I didn't work two jobs or two careers at the same time, I would have been so broke. Yeah. So um, I had to go after both of them because I just didn't know which one would really hit or make money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And that's just, that's such an honest answer because it's the absolute truth. It's like when I've spoken at so many middle schools and high schools and when teenagers, you know, ask questions or they come up to me at the end, they're like, well, you know, we see your profile and all these things, but like, I love just being honest and, you know, telling them, yes, you know, it's smart to use Instagram to run a business, but I'm also going to keep it real with y'all and <laughs> tell you like, it's, you know, it's a business and just to, cause I feel like so many teenagers are like, but you look this way. And I'm like, it's not 100% perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think with Instagram followers, you know, people just make a lot of money and, and doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, they just have a, a, an easy money flow. But like I even had a hundred K followers on Instagram and I didn't make a penny. So yeah. it just, it's, it's a tough business that you have to be very patient on. Yes. Oh, so well said. Yeah. So now it's time for the rapid fire question <laughs> round. So these are just three super silly, just like off the top of your head, really quick questions. So the first one is, if you could be any type of junk food, what would you be? What would I be? Shoot, I'd be every type of junk food, but I would definitely say curly fries. Oh my gosh. Is it a junk food or is that, does that count? Oh, heck yeah. Like oh my curly. gosh. Oh my gosh, those are so good. Um, <laughs> my second question is, what is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you? But like when you were younger, a teenager, the most embarrassing thing. Oh man, I don't really remember. Uh, oh gosh, this is such a hard one because I don't, there's just so many. 
Uh, most embarrassing thing. Um, um, mm. Or it could be recent. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was on Instagram Live last Friday, four days ago, and I was uh, very drunk, and I said some things, and the person that I said them about was watching, and I was just drunk, and I just forgot that I was on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, my parents saw it and everything. And I'm just still embarrassed. I still have a moral hangover. Yeah. Oh, that is literally my biggest fear to get on Instagram live. Be like, yo, everyone. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Me, uh, I went live with my co-host on my podcast, and she's my best friend. And we like just were kept. We played a drinking game. We kept drinking. We kept drinking. And 45 minutes to an hour later, like. We are wasted, hammered on Instagram Live, had 4,000 people viewing it, and I said some shit that I definitely shouldn't have, and it was live. They could get oh. back. <laughs> Anyways. Oh my gosh. That's worst fear. Um, and the last question is, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, best piece of advice. Gosh, these are hard. Um, uh, oh. Wake up every day with a positive attitude. I uh, love it. <laughs> but seriously, I think that is a, uh, it's not even really advice. It's more of like a statement. It's kind of the only thing I can think of right now. But, you know, I think that my mom really instilled that in me. Um, yeah. Every single day is a new day. Every week is a new week. And every month is a new month. And so... If you, if you have that mentality, you can be happy every single day. And happiness is a choice. Like you don't, you know, I, I mean, it can be really hard during quarantine. Even I'm having a hard time with it. I go through these crazy moods. But at the same time, like if you practice like being grateful, if you practice like self-love and if you choose to be happy, I, I promise you like your whole outlook on life will change. I love that. That's so, oh my gosh, that's so, and it's so cheesiness here. <laughs> no, 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 but it's, it's so true though. It's sometimes I totally admit this. I can, you know, be constantly looking for things to make me happy. Like, oh my gosh, I have to get all these things done. But then it's like, I forget to like flip on the light switch. Like happiness is just a choice. I know, I know. And then right now it's like, you know, looking at other people, comparing yourself. And then we have to realize how, grateful for we are to just be healthy in our own home. It's like the fact that we are, are all we have to do is stay home and, and we feel like ungrateful for that. And you know, when other people are on the front lines and essential workers and other people are suffering during this crazy disease, it's like, you have to really look back and put things in perspective and see like, wow, all I have to do. Okay. I can complain with not going out with my friends. I could complain that I'm not doing enough for work, but I'm healthy and I'm in home and I'm with my parents, even though they can annoy me sometimes, you know, we're still okay. No, that's, it's so good to put it into perspective of, you know, I may be bummed that like Coachella got canceled or all these things, but it's, it's just, you know, it's good too to flip it instead of, oh, I have to stay at home, but it's like, I get to stay at home. I get to be in my place of comfort and safety and I get to like stay healthy. Yes. I love it. I love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for being such an incredible guest. Thank this you. You have, you have amazing energy, by the way. You are, you oh are because your energy, like sometimes when you get interviews and, and, and it's just like, so what do you think about this? But your energy, it's like, I feed off it. Like it's very contagious, which is like, so 
you're very, very positive and great vibes. Oh my gosh, thank yeah. you. I mean, you like, should- You make me smile looking at you. You really do. <laughs> like, that's so genuine too. Like you make me very happy. <laughs> okay, well you're one to talk because you have like the most bubbly, like contagious, I, like I'm always if I'm talking to you and you are you're kind of like boring I might be kind of boring too you know what I mean like you are a very easy person to feed off of each other's vibes I yeah. totally get that that's so true um oh my gosh yes so I would love to know where can everyone find you on social media who's listening okay you can follow me on Instagram at Katie Austin it's just my name and then I also am on TikTok Snapchat YouTube you could just type in Katie Austin uh, and then I have my own app, which is called the Katie Austin app. Uh, it's available on Apple, App Store, Google Play, and the iTunes Store. I have over 125 in-home workout videos. So Holy yeah, everything you do. Yeah, I know. I've, it's been it's been every single day. I mean, sorry, every single week is a new workout video, and then every day is a new workout routine. So it's something to keep up oh. with every single day. Um, and you can actually right now, the reason why my app is can be very beneficial during quarantine is we added this feature where you can schedule your workouts just like you'd schedule anything else in your calendar. No so, way. Yeah. So you can actually like put it on your phone if you want to do it tomorrow, if you want to do it next week, you can choose a video and then schedule it. So it'll alert you like you have a class coming up and then you can tune into that class. Wait, I'm, that is so smart. I love that. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's the perfect way to kind of keep you accountable during this time. Cause a lot of the workouts that you could do it in five feet of space, you, yes. don't, need, you don't need, you know, a, a treadmill or anything. Oh my gosh. That is so handy. And it just makes it people so convenient and they feel like, Oh, you know, I don't have to, like what you said, I don't have to do all these crazy things. Right. No. And, and it's very, it's very non-intimidating, if that makes sense. If you go to my app, you'll realize why. It's like a very simple app. You, all you do is press play, get started. The workouts are under 45 minutes, so they're really simple. Oh my gosh, amazing. And also, I would love to know, Katie, do you have any fun upcoming projects that you can speak about or want to share? Ooh, okay, so um, I guess my podcast, it's, it's um, more so about like sports and pop culture and funny dating stories and me being kind of a psycho, crazy, wild girl. I love it. I'm a little bit off-brand. <laughs> no, but it's so fun, though, to listen to. Yeah, I guess I'm back every, um, I think it's every Tuesday, but then I have my own uh, weekly show on Amazon Live, and then so cool. um, what else do I have upcoming? Uh, new app updates every month so yeah that's so awesome and congratulations on the amazon thing by the way that is thank you so just that's so cool no, it's, a dream. it's been an absolute dream to partner with them i actually started beginning of january i'd fly to new york every week every single week yeah and then i was supposed to do it starting again you know going back and forth and then we couldn't obviously come March because of the coronavirus. Um, yeah. and doing it remotely now, so they're not as high produced, which is kind of a bummer because I really loved like my. I had a whole set at Amazon in New York City, which yeah, they made me a really cute set, which was awesome. And it was a full hour long live show. Yeah, um, remotely still, but hopefully we can get back to the New York office too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this thing needs to end now. <laughs> I can't handle another day. No, I agree. I'm with you, sister. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to the Reaching New Heights podcast. And remember, always strive for more. Hey, I love that.
Thanks so much for tuning in. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast. I want to leave you all with this. Everything is happening for you, not to you.